Hello, my name is Jay. And I'm Hidiot Tugsman. And this is that call where you just want to get from that special someone so you can hear them say, Okie dokie, Annie Oakley. This is Wait, Take Me Off Speaker. Sis, it is 8 o'clock in the night. How are you feeling on tonight? I am tired. I know I have to get up at 5 o'clock in the Merting, and I'm drinking wine. So you know what? This is going to be an adventure for uh, right now and for tomorrow morning. Mm, you sound like a mommy. A mommy? I'm gonna be a mommy. I have to send it to you. There's this weird clip from like, what is it called? Uh, what was that? Adult Swim. Oh my god, I haven't watched anything on Adult Swim in years. But like, you remember when Adult Swim was just really, really weird? And it had like that, it's always weird, but there was an era where like, it was just... Like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force era or before no, that? It was kind of during, they were in that, but there was like all these like live action comedy shows. Uh -huh. Live action. Live like. action. And I can't say I ever laughed at a lot of it. Okay. Or any of it, but it was like such weird comedy. I was just like, who's supposed to find this funny? Oh, well. But anyways, there was this song on there that was like, I'm going to be a mommy. And it was this uh, woman who was like a bodybuilder and she was singing this weird song. I, I'll find it. It's just weird. And it just, I, I, I think about that. Okay. All it's right. in my head. You know what? I don't know why I thought of it. Let it go. Release her. It's been almost two decades. So no. <laughs> Even it's if staying. I wanted to. He said it's staying. Yeah. That's okay. How are you? I'm good. This week has not as been as stressful, but it's been a different kind of stress, honey. A what different. Is, what does that mean? Honey, honey. When you're listening to this, Miss Rock Bar, my first preliminary night already happened, so I think I won. Well, I hope. <laughs> I can just say that I, I think hope I'm you going do well. to the semifinals. <laughs> well, 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 we're going to record two versions of this. I won. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Man, the competition was so tough. I didn't make it on. So, whatever happens, like, you know, choose your own adventure. Harriet thinks that I'm going to edit that and I'm not. Skip to 30 seconds and 42 milliseconds. <laughs> if you think I won. <laughs> not this R.L. Stein goosebumps choose your own adventure. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, do you know who the other queens are that you're competing against for your night? Yes. Giardia the Parasite. Teresa Marie. That's the parasite you get from licking an ass. Oh, that's a choice for mm -hmm. a name. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Nadia, and I am forgetting another person. Giardia, Teresa Marie, Nadia, myself, and there's one more. Oh, God. Is it someone who's competed before? No. One there's of your no sisters? One... Nadia's the only one that I competed with before. This is wild. And I've done this before. So it's feel... five girls. There's five of us. So in this competition in total... Chara Confusion, so yes. I, I, I thought it was believe. somebody that I'd seen before and yes, someone that I've seen with you before. Yes, we had against each other last year. Cute. She Who? infamous me. She's my, one of my, we were all eating, um, the season five girls, we were eating and she was late. And she, I love her, but her texting is worse than mine, which has to say something. Mm -hmm. um, albeit English is her second language, so she has way more of an excuse than I do. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm in a cab to your guts. <laughs> and I always think about that. Because <laughs> she, she meant she's in a cab to you guys. But oh. it came out to your guts. <laughs> 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 
So that's one of my favorite. That's a little tidbit. But yes, it should that's, be a it should be a fun show. That's a pickup line now. I'm gonna cab to your guts. I don't think I'm gonna respond to that. <laughs> try that in life. Try try that in real life. I mean, if if I won't say it in real life, I shouldn't be saying it on dating apps. And there we go. There it is. That right there. <laughs> Do they take one person from each night or multiple people? So every preliminary round will get two contestants to move on. Okay. So out of the five, two of us will go on. And then the semifinals, I think it'll be 10. And then plus a couple of wild cards. Ooh. Okay. Which are girls or, or performers who did not move on in their preliminary round. will get Could be potentially selected by... I think it's the bartenders. Yeah, I was going to say, who selects them? I think it's the bartenders. It's kind of like their Miss Congeniality pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sho is one of the judges now, isn't she? No, she's the host. Oh, she's the host. So Victoria wasn't a judge then. No. Got it. Okay. I believe they're busy. Empty who? We, we said we're not giving her no airtime. So have you seen all of these people perform before or no? A good chunk, yes. A good chunk of the the contestants I have seen before, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that answer. Out of the people that are performing with you on your night, who do you think will be the person that moves forward, having seen some of these other performers before? I don't know. I mean, hopefully me. I mean, other than you. <laughs> um, I don't know. The, actually, the only person I have not seen perform in... Um, my night is uh, Teresa Marie. Okay. Beautiful makeup. Beautiful makeup. Really good makeup. Um, but I haven't seen them perform, so I don't know. Jardia has really good mixes. Nate, uh, Nadia performs live, so I believe they are going to be doing another singing number. Mm. Or they could be switching it up. I don't know. It's been a year. Cool. And Miss Chara Confusion has been doing the circuit of all the drag competitions, so she's also like wildly charged... In a sense. So I think it's anyone's fair game. It's anyone's game. Okay. Well, if it were me, I would probably like follow all of them on Instagram and TikTok and just kind of look at their videos and see what kind of stuff they're performing. Right. Just to give me a good idea of, okay, here's what they're giving and here's the level that I would need to be at. But, or just stay in your own lane and just know that you're going to present what you're, what you're coming to present. I don't know. It's like doing research almost. I mean, I feel like in any other, like if this was maybe like basketball, sure. But like drag is such a nuanced experience and a vision in your mind. Like I looking at I, what I know I like doing, no one's really going to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like I've kind of chiseled out a little bit of a lane for myself. Sure. But it makes me think about what was that? What was the other drag competition that you were in at, um, at Hush? Mother. Mother. So, right, you know, like there was that girl that was doing all of the tricks with the fire and like she had her choreograph numbers. She was doing all these pyrotechnic tricks and theater tricks, like walking in and knowing that that queen was going to be doing all that. Like if you knew that, do you think that would have changed anything about your like your set at all? Like, do you think that you would have prepared something different or something extra? Mm, Probably not. Okay. All right. Well, that's the answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> she said i'm good i mean probably not I, I i mean i still stand by the performance i did and i think um and that that queen i believe is an antonio amor mm. which you should definitely follow they have like 
as they they had chiseled out a lane for themselves, I hadn't seen a lot of magic, essentially magic and theater tricks done in drag performances, and that shit was fucking amazing. So like, even if I saw that they did that, I, that would be like a like I feel like that'd be more of a mind fuck to think about how to outdo them versus uh-huh. like going in and just like giving a good performance. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're here for is to do a really good performance. So that's my end result. So I don't think I would have changed anything. Okay. I think if it were me, I'd probably been like, okay, they're bringing this type of, this is the wow factor that they're bringing. Do I have anything in my set that is giving a wow factor on top of my performance? Like what is my little bit of extra seasoning that I'm putting in my set? Or does it already exist? Is it not something that I need to add? Do I already have that thing? That's where my brain goes when I start to think, okay, I'm going to research these people and, and think about the performance that I'm giving in comparison. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so you've got that coming up. Or by the time this airs, that will have just passed. I, I won. I didn't make it. <laughs> I won. I didn't make it. I don't know. Choose your own Choose your own adventure here. Choose your own. So some fun that I got to get into a little bit last week. Uh, I had... Whoa, is this going to be X-rated? N- n- maybe. Oh. It was a little Nas X concert. It was not X-rated. <laughs> uh, I had the pleasure of going to see a little Nas X Great show. Love his backup dancers. They put on a great show. I think that if you have the... This was, what, last Thursday? Where? Oh, where? It was at the Radio City Music Hall. Ah, okay. Interesting choice. I mean, where would you see him playing? This is a thing like... I'm always just like, why... Like I can't remember who this was. It was... um, I was like, why isn't he doing Madison Square Garden? I don't know. Or do you think from the show it should have been at Madison Square Garden? They can't see that. You're going to have to verbally say things. I'm going to shake my head. (laughs) Which way? Uh, (laughs) Which way are you shaking your head? I was getting to it, girl, damn. I don't think that given the show that I saw, that it would be a show that would do well at Madison Square Garden. I don't think that he is in a place yet where he would be able to sell out the garden. Hmm. Does he have so. like one album? I think he could do it. I don't think so. Because when do you he, he didn't sell out Radio City Music Hall. Oh, well, there's that. It wasn't there, wasn't there multiple out. nights? There were. Oh, I don't know about that. I thought there was multiple nights. I think there was just. Yeah, there were multiple nights. It, but there were like there was a banner that said that he sold it out. And I'm looking around. I'm seeing a lot of empty seats, girl. Well, just because like sold Like, I mean, that's not up to him. Mm-hmm, like, true. Those ticket scalpers, like. Talk about like updating the the world of bots because mm-hmm. Lord knows I'll be finding them once the Beyonce tickets drop. Oh my god! But just because there were empty seats doesn't mean those tickets didn't sell. That just means that some bots bought them and couldn't resell them at the higher rates. Right. Or mm, yeah, and well, that sucks. That really does. That suck. sucks because like you know it sold out, but yet a third of your audience is missing because like some fucking computer has all of your tickets. Mm-hmm. But he did say, uh, Lil Nas X did say that that was his biggest night, the night that I was there. So, like, I have questions, but, like, I don't want to make it seem like he gave a bad show. He didn't give a bad show at all. The performance was cool. The show as a whole was great. I think Lil Nas X himself was just okay. Did he have an opener? Uh, He had a DJ set before and then one other person before that, but I missed who, who the performer was before that. I came in at the, like the very last song. I don't know why people do DJ sets before. It was weird. Because no one's here to see that DJ. And then the DJ can't play the music that you're here to see because that'd be like, 
Right. So what are we doing here? Like the DJ just kept doing, it was literally every two minutes. He'd be like, who's excited to see Lil Nas X? And he plays some more music. Who here's from the 80s? Who's from the 90s? Who's from the 2000s? And he's kept doing that. Let me see if you know this song. It's like, I'm not at a wedding. I was going to say, that sounds like a wedding DJ. Exactly. That is exactly what it felt like. But it was just constant, constantly that. I'm like, okay. But like I said, if you see Lil Nas X is coming to your city, uh, I do recommend the show. I do think that it's a cool show. I think the way that he had it set up was cool. I think the backup dancers were amazing. I think that he was okay. There was a lot of time where he wasn't really singing or rapping live. And he it wasn't like he was moving around the stage a whole lot to the point where he couldn't. So I'm like, okay, he's okay. I get it. I guess. Did Old Town Road come out during pandemic or not? Before. Like, how long before the pandemic hit? Like, the year before. Oh, okay. I just don't know. It was just around for such a long time because a million remixes came out. Oh, okay. So I guess this is his first tour. So maybe he wouldn't do Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I think he'll get there for sure. Especially with the crowd that he pulls, like the audience that he pulls, like all these Gen Zers, I think he'll get there easily. He's just not there yet. It was Charlie XCX. (laughs) (laughs) She also did a performance here, and I remember um, E had told me, and I was like, it was like somewhere out in Queens or something, or was it out? No, it wasn't. It was just, I thought Charlie XCX could sell out Madison Square Garden. She's got a lot of she's got a lot of music. She does have a lot of music, but does she have that level of popularity? I felt like the I felt like she has like uh-huh. <laughs> agreed. She's got a good following. She's been writing for a lot of artists. She mm-hmm. her her albums haven't been terrible. There's been things that I found that I've liked. Her albums haven't been terrible. She's been writing for other. But people artists. go up. A lot of people go up, especially like I feel like the Bushwick fit. <laughs> Say it again. Say it louder into the mic. Especially the Bushwick Faggies. <laughs> they love them some. Like they love Charlie X. Yeah. Sure, but they're not going to sell out Madison Square Garden. But I mean, like they're indicative of like the NYUers, the Columbia, like that young age. Like they love that girl. Do they? They do. I think that she gets a certain amount of attention. Especially, sure. I feel like she could be like, give her if she can last as long as Kylie, I think she would be like Kylie Minogue level. Where she's okay. going to have like a cult following of just faggots for the rest of her life. Sure. She'll never have to worry about like making a mortgage bill. Mm-hmm. She's going to do every pride <laughs> across the world. I guess. I don't know. I just, I've not seen her name come up that often to the point where i think that she could sell out madison square garden or even be able to play madison square garden personally but that's just you know maybe maybe a couple of years ago when she had like some hits that were constantly playing but right now definitely not she had some she had like that album was pre- that album did pretty good yeah okay so like there's a difference between an album doing pretty good and like an album and an artist selling me, out the to garden me, to me <laughs> like, saying pretty good means that like in today's standard of music, is it Beyonce levels? No. I was going to say on on a scale from like... But pretty good means that like you're able to put out a good amount of videos, mm-hmm. your single chart and track pretty well. I'm really saying like, if I, it depends on how many drag queens I see do your work. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, like I saw a lot of like, I was doing that, um, oh, what was that song where she was dancing barefoot? 
good ones. Maybe. I don't know, girl. I have, like I said, I don't know. She never really stuck for me. Uh, if it's up, then it's up, then it's up. Then she it's... wasn't stuck. Mm. Thinking about Charlie XCX is like, is she another one of those people that are like, I don't want to say queer famous, but like, is that it? Like, is her audience like a predominantly queer audience? And that is not really indicative of how successful they really truly are you know what i mean listen here for the straights identified people who listen to this podcast we want to hear from you do you know what a charlie xcx is or what they do (laughs) can you name three charlie xcx songs not you harriet the straights out there you straight heads (laughs) can you can you name because that'll give us an idea you know what i mean like we know you and i know that there are artists out there that are for sure queer famous but not necessarily famous right we talked about this on the renaissance episode here's one way we can find out so if you send me five dollars on venmo at tip harriet that will let me know that she is famous and you're a straight i think that will work yeah i think that i think you got this yeah i think i got that speaking of music (laughs) <laughs> are you excited about the super bowl yes <laughs> let's discuss miss rihanna for I us. rihanna say, for a well, second yeah i'm not gonna discuss her oh. i'm gonna discuss the memes around her <laughs> there's this one with this lady who was like staring hard at the computer talking about rihanna trying to learn the lyrics to her song <laughs> i knew you were gonna bring that one and up. that one that one took me out that one took that one won. I don't know uh, who created it. That one took me out. That was like I'm really trying to think of like when's the last time that she performed her music? Exactly. I think it might have been one of her Fenty <laughs> what's her little titty what titty line called? Savage by Savage Fenty. Fenty. Titty line. <laughs> <laughs> what's her titty line called? That may be it. And honestly, she only does like one song in that. She does a song at the beginning and then she lets everybody else rock. I honestly do think we are going to get a Savage Fenty commercial. <laughs> I think that would be stupid of her not to do it. Honestly. You're on the biggest platform. They're asking you to do it. At least I know that the dancers are going to be dressed in Fenty. Of course. Yes. Savage. Sorry. Fenty is no longer a brand. Oh, really? Yeah. The high end. Uh, the, she stopped. It was during COVID. It died. Oh. Yeah. Wait. So I thought... What is the makeup? Fenty. Uh, what was the, Fenty Beauty? Okay. And then there was Fenty Clothes. Yeah, you asking the wrong one, Mama. And then there's Savage the Titty Line. The Titty Line, got it. <laughs> but yes, I've seen a, a ton of memes, and I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, "Does this mean that there's new music coming?" I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not. I'm not asking for this anymore. I feel like all the girls. <laughs> I already know. Yeah, sure. This is what it is. Like after Renaissance, I think a lot of the girls went back to the drawing board and said, "No, this ain't it. This ain't it." They're like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, we can't. I can't put this out." Because also, like, how many years has it been since Rihanna put out an album? It was. Uh, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, right? I want to say maybe since twenty sixteen. So that is six years since she's released a new album. Music has changed. A lot in six years. That's not to say that she's just going to follow whatever. The, she's not Drake. She's not just following the trends. But I said what I said. But music has changed a lot. There are different sounds that are popular and, you know, things that maybe her as an artist would want to consider. So 
if she hasn't released an album in six years, has she been working on an album across all that time? And is she going, like you said, is she going back to the drawing board and being like, okay, maybe I need to change this. Let's move this around. Let's change this song. Let's take this out. I'll say my biggest critique of Rihanna's music is a lot of times I I have not, I felt like the last album she put on, I felt was actually her. Yes, agreed. Before that, it never felt like I got to really know who Rihanna was. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, give us, give us that, give us you, give us you. And like, I know there's other rumors of like the reggae influenced album. I think she should do that. Agreed. Because I would like, love to hear that for you, young girls who listen to this. Like for a long time, reggae music had a hold on America from like 2000 to like. Well, it's always been there, especially with you white stoners. Y'all love, y'all love. Some reggae. Y'all do. And y'all, I'm not even going to say his name because y'all have his shirt. You have his face on all the shirt and y'all to smoke weed. Y'all, y'all started have, trying to make y'all hair look like his. And that y'all got some moldy dreads. Period. It's just something. So like, if I, you mean the Sean Paul, Spice has been holding, Spice is like the only person I could think of from that, like that is moved into pop culture that's been holding that type of genre of music down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be really cool if she did like a feature album of like, all of the reggae artists yeah that would be cool that would be pretty cool but who knows we don't even know if we're getting an album let's just say this i know this if they were worried about beyonce the fcc complaints that are about to come in for miss rihanna oh girl <laughs> miss, miss fenty is about to be record-breaking shut it record-breaking who child i'm very excited to see i'm very excited to see who she brings as guests because the you know they all do it that's I hope she brings spice. Bring spice. Bring spice. Also, do we know this is, I mean, still Rihanna related, but not necessary to the music. Do we know the name of her baby yet? No. We don't. And it was a boy, right? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> I believe it was a boy, although unlike in a lot of interviews, she's saying, I know it's going to be a girl. I know it's going to be a girl, but I think it ended up being a boy. I have no clue. I'm just curious. because I don't know why. Why do celebrities do that? Why do they do the whole, I'm going to hide my... I mean, like, she doesn't have a responsibility to tell us, for sure. But it seems like... They some celebrities go out of their way to make it a big secret what their baby's name is or what their baby looks like, and I'm like, what? Why? I mean, but then they make it like a big grand moment when they reveal their baby on social media. I don't know. Like, what's the? I don't like kids. We know (laughs) you don't like kids unless they related to you. I mean, I mean, I kind of imagine that. Like, I remember when like. All roads lead to Beyonce, but like the way they treated Blue Ivy and a lot of that information, like the way people made comments about her hair, mm-hmm. I kind of get it why you don't, especially on the day of social media, like I kind of get why you wouldn't do it. And we already said it, a lot of babies be a little questionable when they first come out. That's true. How long So let you, you know, let that baby grow, let it like come into its own and then release a bit like I don't need to see it fresh out of the cooch. Let them let them cheeks fill in a little or bit. Or fresh out of the cesarean. Like, you know, like let that baby chill out. Let the <laughs> mama, you know, get some sleep like Yes. Like I don't really need I, I don't I don't care about baby stuff anyways. I mean, I know. We all know. I, um, I just thought that was such an interesting like phenomenon that That baby's getting thrown up on too. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. And if you don't, if you don't know that reference, go back and listen to the other episodes. Thanks. Anyone, but yeah, I think it's gonna be really fun. I think it's gonna be a good performance. I know we're gonna get a Savage Fenty sponsored by Amazon by way of Apple Music. It's all gonna be. It's all gonna be in there. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Keeping with our our musicians, 
Are you going to talk about R. Kelly? I'm, what happened with R. Kelly now? Um, R. Kelly got ordered to pay for his victim's herpes treatment. <laughs> I really, I honestly was like, oh, this is going to be a great transition because Rihanna, R. And then he said, speaking of musicians, I was like, oh, yeah, R. Kelly. <laughs> I was reading that earlier. I'm going to talk about, one, I don't like talking about R. Kelly because, because you know what? Yes, yeah, so let's stick with this conversation because I'm going to lead it into something else. So, first of all, how many people... Um, let's just say it was enough that he has to compensate into $300,000 in restitution. Whoa. It, this was decided here in Brooklyn. So I imagine it's the victims that live here in Brooklyn. Yikes. That's, yeah. Let's see. So there's a reference to a Jane. There's a reference to a Stephanie. You ain't got to put names out there, girl. That's not their real names. Okay. It's in quotations. That's okay. what they used to in the court. Good. That's, that's why I'm saying it. Okay. Three, oh God. Yeah, it looks like it right now, two have been successfully awarded. So I imagine if this is winning, how much money does this man have left? I don't know. He's probably gonna have to sell his catalog, but his catalog has to be worth shit now. Who's buying that? For what? I mean, the only time I hear R. Kelly's song is an ignorant DJ. Yeah. That's the only time I honestly hear an R. Kelly song. A DJ or someone's playing him in their car. Yeah. I haven't heard So I don't know what that catalog looks like. Ain't worth much, girl. Maybe he's big overseas still. Was he overseas? I don't know. I've I stopped caring a long time ago. My music conversation was going to be for some reason, and I don't know why. Is it Usher? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? What's going on with Usher? I don't know. I thought I was psychic. No, Sh- boy, shush. <laughs> no, it was um Avril Lavigne of all people. I'm out. <sighs> yeah, I should have saw that coming. What I was going to talk about. The floor is yours. Uh-huh. I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and take it. So there's this conspiracy theory about Avril Lavigne that happened in, I think, 2005, 2006. And for whatever reason, it seems to have resurfaced where Avril Lavigne not being able to deal with her fame and success has a body double and there's this conspiracy theory her name is melissa there's this conspiracy theory that avril lavigne died at some point and melissa officially took over in her stead and there are songs where there's like lyrics that give hints about it and there was even like a publicity stunt where avril lavigne was spotted and she had melissa written on her hand And so people are like, is this a real thing? And like, there are like a couple of hints. People are like, oh, you know, anytime you see Avril Lavigne on the red carpet, here's the type of stuff that she likes to wear, yada, yada, yada. But Melissa has a preference for X, Y, Z. It's a conspiracy theory. Who is still talking about Avril Lavigne? Avril Lavigne is still very popular. What does she put out? Couldn't tell you. I don't listen to her. If you put a gun to my head, and asked me to pick out who Alvar Levine looks like. Mm-hmm. Last time I saw her was her skaterboard video. Okay. I don't know. I, I would be shocked. I don't think I'd be able to. Melissa could be. Uh, Melissa could exist as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know if they switched her. <laughs> I don't know. We don't expect you to know all and be all, girl. But who is who is? <laughs> why is she? Why why would she have? Why would she have a? Is she's that popular. She needs a body double still. Couldn't tell you. What this is well the the conspiracy conspiracy theory came dress about like back in two thousand five. Does she still dress like that? N- well, if I we're gonna know. go by what we see on Av- the red carpets and things that she shows up, to, she goes to red carpets. I didn't think she was still getting invited places. Avril, Why not? Avril Lavigne. J. You know who she weirdly looks like in this photo? She looks like Aubrey O'Day. Who that? 
From a, um, hmm. <laughs> from what? That that show. Um, what was her name? We in the car. We ride slow. Oh, we um, do the things. Um, Danity uh, Kane. Kane. She looks like the 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 crazy one on that. Oh, I mean, I couldn't tell you the names of any of the girls in Danity Kane. So, not even the black ones. None of them. Girl, my my relationship with Danny D. Kane was while they were on the show, one song after that, and then that was it. Wow. I didn't really he care that much about Danny he's D. Kane. A faggot. Um, she honestly looks the way I, I remembered her. Better Yeah, she looks the same. Okay. <laughs> how old is she? I couldn't tell you. I I don't know how old she was when she, she first became 11. popular. Point eight million followers. Yeah. Just looking at Let these images just... of her, it reeks of her content is still based like when she was 15. <laughs> I mean, if that's what her fan base is and that's what they expect from her. No, her fan base has grown up. Girl. Her fan base. Have you not met anyone who still goes to like a, a pop punk concert and they're absolutely living for that shit even though they're in their mid 30s now? I'm gonna fully, Let's not I'm gonna act fully, like that doesn't exist. I'm going to fully drag them. The only time I see this is like when they're on like some housewife show. Girl. Going to see their teenage fantasies. There's again. a whole culture out there, baby. <laughs> this one. Yes, they grew so up. So is Avril at Radio City or Madison Square Garden? Radio City. Mm. If I had to guess. Or is she at Beacon Theater? That's just disrespectful. 11 million followers. Probably most of those are bots. I don't think so. Especially if you're looking at Instagram, because Instagram, like... That's right, they had that great uh-huh. purge. The great purge of It's 19- like, I get it, you don't like Avril Lavigne, but that doesn't mean other people don't. <laughs> but what would you be checking, like, her content for? <laughs> because people are fans. <laughs> but what did she put out? I'm going to go on Spotify. Let's All see, right. what is her, when was her most recent... I'm about to get... It was yesterday, I bet. I'm about to be gagged. I really hope. I really hope it was something recent. I have no idea because I don't listen Avril to her like Lavigne. <laughs> this name. Lavigne. Let's, Let's see. see. She had a... Oh, August. her 20th. It was her 20th. Oh, The Love Sucks. I have a song here from August 26th of this year. When was their last album released? Oh, yeah. 2022. Album Before music, that, 2019. Album music stay being like... Oh, things are popping for her right now because the 20th anniversary of her first album came out. Sure, but like she also was still consistently releasing music. I don't know that has anything to do with right now. Consistency? Consistency? She had an album come out in 2022. She had an album coming out in 2019. Like, what what are we questioning here? But then there was a gap before 2019. So what was the gap? How long was the gap? 2013 to 2019. 2013 to 2019. So six years. So Rihanna? Uh, I guess. Uh Okay. (laughs) But I think those are two different. Like Rihanna did other things besides music. You don't know what Avril Lavigne does. Just because you don't know doesn't mean she didn't do anything. (laughs) Then I think that rests my point. Like I'm not not wearing that titty line, but I know about it. No, but you're checking for Rihanna. You're not checking for Avril Lavigne. But nobody's been writing. I feel like I follow regular blogs and sites that post about everyone and I just hadn't seen her. That's all I'm saying. I haven't Sound off. Let us know. Am am I on Staten Island or Manhattan Island? Like... (laughs) 
Which one is it? I don't know that the people that listen to this podcast would also be checking for Avril Lavigne, but you might be screaming into an echo chamber. How old is she? I need to know more. All right. Well, while you research her age. She was a skater boy. That song, I had a, I dated a skater and Jennifer sang that at me and it haunts me. Because <laughs> I made that decision. Is, is that why... Is, she are you is traumatized by Avril Lavigne? 38, probably. <laughs> she is 38 years old. Wow. I want to hear her behind the stories. Behind what, the was the, what was the name of that show? You think you know, but you have, have no, no idea. idea. This is my OnlyFans. Uh, anywho. <laughs> All right. We'll swerve away from Avril Lavigne now. because Are we talking about Usher now? If you have an Usher story, girl, because you seem to want to get something off your chest. I don't know. How do you feel about Usher? Eh. Is he Madison Square Garden or is he Radio City Hall? He's Madison Square Garden. Do you think? I yeah. think he's Radio City. No. He's I definitely he's still Radio Madison City. Square Garden. He's in Las Vegas now. That's not a negative thing. Sometimes. I think it is. Sometimes it is. Las Vegas used to be negative. For a long time, being on the strip is was a very negative thing. You were like dying. Okay. And like out of, out of the I, that hasn't been recent though. I'll say in the past decade it has changed. But I mean, he didn't have like after confessions, it never really got back to that same level for him. Mm, I disagree with that. Hold on, let's pull up some Usher albums real quick. Um, let's see. Let's you disagree? See. That's wild. Wow, that's crazy. That's amazing. That's yeah. So confessions definitely like I think confessions is probably. His biggest album. So yeah, I guess it would be hard to say that anything quite hit quite like that. But he definitely still had some singles you off that, of albums that still like oh hit very hard. Do you remember that one song that I am by no means stating that Usher is gay? But I gotta find it. I was listening to the... It, it's a song about kissing. Okay. And I think it was written for a, fe- a a female presenting artist, and somehow he got it. And I don't think he changed enough of the lyrics. Oh no! <laughs> I was just just be like, uh, I gotta find this. Okay. Well, he had what was that? What was the album? What album am I thinking of? I want to call. I want to say it's "Looking for Myself," the one that had like "Scream" and "Climax" on it. I think that era after his Confessions era was probably where he contained most of his popularity and then after that it was like okay he's still putting out music but like no one's really paying as much attention but i still think that he has the fan base that if he were to come to new york city it would still be madison square garden Hmm. because at a certain point then it just becomes about like who is the artist right how long have they been in the game do they have a legacy right and i think that usher is one of those people that if you say his name people know it right he will be able to sell tickets. There's no one that's going to be like, oh, no, he can't sell out the garden. It's not going to be someone who says, oh, no, I wouldn't want to go see him at the garden. You know what he fell off for me? He went the club route. You remember that DJ has us falling in love again? Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, mm, this is where I bow out. I get it. I enjoyed that era of Usher, though. <sighs> that was not I need to find, I'm going to find it. But it was, I, I was listening to that song and I was like, Oh no, you didn't change these lyrics enough. <laughs> you did not change it, or maybe the maybe I don't know. This was a dot. It was just uh, what is it called? Whatever. Oh, hold on. Usher's calling. 
No, I don't think you're queer. I didn't think those lyrics were. Look, it's fine. You live in Atlanta. You're going to get that with me. Please welcome Harriet Tuxman to the stage for a spoken word performance. I'm looking for same. I'm a normal and a realist. Just something casual without some crazy off the wall silliness. We're dudes. It's supposed to be simple. Hanging out, do stuff, have a little moment, do other stuff. Get outside and do some fun things. I'm closeted and happy that way. Looking for a normal guy for normal guy stuff. Not into leather or extreme fetish types. I'm here because I don't like whining bitches. Why would I want a whiny ass dude? Needy as they call it. Get over yourself. If All you can do is victimize your whole existence. I'm not interested in hearing all that. A super sexy tranny. Well, I could be wavered. Wink. Find me in the Pensacola area. Full disclaimer, I'm sorry for that use of the word. We had a full discussion about that, and I was like, I'm just reading this man's profile as it is written. We don't stand by that, but I just want to make sure that 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 was in the profile, which we will post as we have been doing, and I've been forgotten to do. Have we? Been forgotten to do. (laughs) But yeah, welcome. Welcome. So, uh, okay. Uh, First thought, what was this accent you were doing and why? (laughs) I thought that's what people from Florida sound like. Mm. From the Pensacola area. You did say Pensacola area. Okay. Yeah. Accepted. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Next question. Can we talk about this? What What is dude stuff? What is dude stuff supposed to mean? People like, well, stop I putting think this. think at the end of the day, he said he's closeted and happy about it. So he never wants to be seen with someone who signifies a queer experience so just say that he does not have the verbiage to say those things because he does not exist outside of his closeted world but that does not mean that he can't have some semblance of intelligence he also lives in pensacola florida you're asking for a whole lot okay all right okay points are being made points are being made and i think anyone who's from florida will agree with me on that Uh uh-huh uh-huh Okay, I accept that. I I haven't got nothing to say about Speaking that. of Florida, I know this is such a tangent, but shout out to my sis, Tipo Grande. She told me about this story. She was in one of the gay bars or something like that, and they had to print out a sign that says, if your dick has been in a butt, rinse it off before you put it in a mouth. I just want to... Um... But no, no, no. Think about it. A laminated sign. Means that it has happened more than once. Means it happened to the owner. 
at first I was at first I was like, this happened more than once. I was like, no, this happened to the owner. So you've mentioned that on this podcast Have before. I? Yes. Oh. Uh, but that owner tidbit was brand new. <laughs> I think about it a lot. So that's the update. I used to think that a lot of people did that. And like, mm, then I was like, no, the owner got got. The owner got got. The, the owner said, it's chocolate. <laughs> you are reclaiming that phrase, girl. It's chocolate? Yes. Or it's the owner? No, it's chocolate. It's chocolate. It's chocolate. I mean, it, it was, I'm pretty sure, like, I love when, like, a show does something randomly throughout like its lifetime and then we'll never see it again. I'm pretty sure next season that it's chocolate is gone. Oh yeah. So the, for one season it was cemented. I'm not letting that go. <laughs> I'm not letting that go. Never. It's chocolate will live on. I have a new drag show called it's chocolate only featuring chocolate girls. <laughs> like, like I, careful, honestly. careful. <laughs> no, no, no. Harriet, no. Harriet's giving a look that said, I might just do this. Mm. Anyways, I'm really happy that you chose that particular profile because one of the questions that I have for us this week is about closeted men. Let me go to our questions. Have you decided to come out the closet? No. Um... (laughs) Could you imagine being closeted and being on a queer podcast? Girl, how? Make it make sense. That'd be funny. You can't because it don't. So the first question that I have for us are, what are your thoughts on dating closeted men? Have you had any experiences with closeted men? Um, yeah. Dating one, hooking up with one, what what are you talking here? Like my college experience was with, with a bunch of just like, nigga church dudes oh god and it's i don't think i mean for those if you know you know uh-huh and if you know you know like try and try and explain it for them as best as you can church dudes are some of the worst because they already have internalized hatred towards themselves mm-hmm. and then you added a spiritual level onto that mm-hmm. so like you know, there's always that joke about coming and then, like, you're, like, disgusted by yourselves. Like, imagine someone who grew up in, like, everything you do is a sin. Everything that you think that is natural, like, your natural thoughts of loving someone or being sexual with someone. You're telling yourself year after year, this is bad. This is bad. So I shouldn't be doing this. starts to show up in ways and how they're perceived, how they show affection, intimacy, um, vulnerability. It really affects all parts of like the psyche. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think people have to come out, but I do think people need to do the work to understand who they are. So I would date someone closeted. And to me, I guess, I don't think I would date someone closeted. I think I would wait. I would date someone who would identify as discreet. Oh, I like that separation of ideas. I think those are two different things. Uh-huh. Um, closeted, usually you're not, usually in this situation, you're not out to your family. Uh-huh. Your family and friends and close ones you're usually not out to. Yeah. That uh, that <laughs> that entices me because that means that's one less in law I have to go see. Sure, so but I, at the same time, like being being closeted sort of gives this idea of you know closeted versus discreet rather 
gives this idea of a closet person hasn't really accepted who they are yet. Yeah, it gives that vibe. Yeah. Whereas a discreet person may not just want to be at a gay bar. They and... just maybe they just want to be more private about their life. I'm good with that. Because I don't know, like I don't really need everyone in my business, and we already know. Like I was gonna ask you about this. Like I don't. I guess there's maybe a little judgment, not a lot of judgment. Like if I say that I'm interested in someone, kind of the worst thing for me to hear is that like ten other people in my friend circle has already fucked. Oh, good luck, girl. I know, which is hard in New York, but that that's not the most... It's not a red flag. It's kind of like a burnt orange flag. <laughs> <laughs> it's real close. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset with a discreet dude, because then I'm just like, okay, that sounds at least like my business won't be in the streets. Mm-hmm. Okay. that's the other part of it, because we'll be kiki, we kiki. Yeah. And so I, I'm okay with that. So Could you do it? Have you done it? Uh, Are you doing it? <laughs> we know damn well I'm not doing it. Um, I don't think I could date either. I couldn't date a guy that was discreet, and I couldn't date a guy that definitely couldn't date a guy that was closeted. Not a chance. I have been the closetee. I won't say that I've been the closetee because I've been out since I was in high school. I had a boyfriend in high school, but I understand that life. Uh, because I did grow up in the church. I did grow up, you know, raised by a very religious mother. And I've already had to do enough unpacking and unlearning and accepting myself that I don't know that I'm in a place where I could be in a relationship with someone who still has that work to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not going to yeah. hide. I'm not going to... I wouldn't be able to do it for that person. You know, I wouldn't be able to be super secretive and because that's what they need. And I just, I can't, I can't offer that. I'm also not going to take on all of their trauma Mm. at the end of the day. I'm not going to do that. You know, and I am not a mental health professional. I am not. Girl, we see. Wow. (laughs) Thanks for that. No, uh, (laughs) But no, I just, I, I couldn't be, at a certain point, it's going to become abusive to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be abusive to me in the sense that, uh, like you said, it shows up in a lot of different places throughout a relationship for that person. And like I said, I'm not going to take on their trauma. As far as discreet guys go, I'm, uh, I'm one of those, to an extent... I really appreciate public displays of affection. Like I, like I think discreet somebody's... dudes do that though. The, the discreet my vote my definition of it is like they're just not at gay events. Not to say that they're not they're not very upfront about them being queer. Sure, yes, it's agreed. not that they're not that they're just not. When I have talked to them, that they're just just not they're not <laughs> with the girls. <laughs> like, like I don't know what yeah, how to okay. describe it. Like they're just not like they're not at the bars. Yeah, I get that's that. not where they like going to hang out. Like I think usually I think, they're introverts. Usually, in my experience, with I them. don't know that I would say that they're introverts. I think that they just have a very specific. They have things that they like to do that just aren't really queer related, but that doesn't necessarily make them introverts. They also love a queer house party. They'll go to a queer house party, but they won't do the bars. They won't go out. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll take that back. I, I will say maybe I was blending the idea of being closeted into the public displays of affection idea. But even still, I have come into my queerness, especially within the past like two, three years. And I'm going to go to the event and I'm going to talk about these things. And at a certain point, I'm going to want my partner to be there with me. Right. Like, I don't want to have to go to some big event or some I don't want to have to go to Pride by myself. I don't want to have to go to, you know, whatever event I want to go to by myself, even if it's just going to hang out at a bar with a couple of friends. I would want my partner to be able to join me for at least some of those things. And it is knowing what I've my experience with discreet guys, I would not get that. Right. So I don't mm-hmm. think that I would be able to date a discreet guy. Now, let's talk about sexual experiences with closeted guys specifically, not discreet guys, but closeted guys. In my experience, way too aggressive. Like break that down. <laughs> the pursuing of the sexual experience uh-huh. is too much. It's like badgering. It's when it happens, it's like they don't know if they're ever gonna have it again. And so this needs to like it is yeah. It's annoying. Girl, if you want this experience, you can have this experience. You just need to go ahead and open up that door. Right? I wonder what it's like now. When was the last time you hooked up with a closeted person? A couple months ago. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's still like that. Because like, there's so many different apps now. And here we are. Like, Because I, I get what you're talking about. Like The desperation is... aggressive it was very as you said like they don't know when they'll have the opportunity here you are dealing with someone Uh uh-huh i just think i just thought it'd be a lot easier these days because the amount of dudes that are like the the amount of married dudes that hit like hit me up sure across the apps like so okay even the dl dudes be knowing about sniffies now sure (laughs) which i'll be like damn it's like they're there and what's interesting is these closeted guys that specifically really want to hook up with these very femme presenting guys or these very like queer guys, right? It's not, you're not finding, or at least in my experience, I'm not finding a lot of closeted guys that are looking to hook up with a lot of other closeted guys. In my experience, I'm sure that they're out there and that they want that experience. But it's I like, mean, Pensacola, Florida was looking for it. Pensacola, Florida was. So, you know, to that point, there are definitely guys out there that prefer that experience. But then there are guys out there that are like really looking to like, they're looking for the like stereotypical gay that they're either going to fuck or be fucked by. And it is just so aggressive for them to be able to get that. That's why like, I don't think that the the apps and all this stuff really matters because there's a lot of these queer guys and very thin presenting guys out there that are like not into having to deal with the closeted person and their and their stuff. So this sort of over aggressive drive to hook up from these closeted guys really is like, I don't know when I'm going to have this chance again. So like this person said, yes. So like, I need to make sure that this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like the burden earning DLs where uh-huh. like sure. clearly everybody knows that's just not your roommate. Uh huh. Then there's like, I understand. <laughs> the pit bull and the gerbil that are living together, which we're all just like... Girl, what? The pit bull and the gerbil. Explain it. It's those... <sighs> you can do this. 
It's like, you know, you go into Hell's Kitchen and like the pit bull is like the dude who's been a bit older. He doesn't have things that like signify queerness, but you see that he's with the gerbil and the gerbil does. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. So that's why I call it the pit bull and the gerbil. <laughs> the what? pit bull you would never know. But they're in a relationship with a gerbil, but the gerbil is also very straight acting, but not really. Hell's Kitchen is like the only place I really see that going off. I don't know that the gerbil is giving you straight acting most of the time, though. Um, the gerbil is giving you no, straight no, no. acting. In except- appearance. Okay. In appearance. Appearance alone. But then a purse falls out of their mouth. The, 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 They're shit and glitter. Pretty much. Okay. Got it. Yes, I've... I know couples like that for sure. Met a couple like that. In fact, when I was hanging out with a friend of mine in Hell's Kitchen. So there we go. Hanging out at the spot. Met this couple. Pitbull for sure. Dude just kind of standing back, enjoying the night, whatever. Not saying much. Just kind of hanging out. His boyfriend, again, looks similar to him, but is prancing around this bar, girl. So, okay, understood. Understand the concept now. We are here. (laughs) We are gathered. We are here. I mean, I don't believe anybody has to come out of the closet. I just also need them to understand the effects that they have by being in that. Mm -hmm. Like, by all means, do what you... I don't think anybody ever has to come out. Like, I also think you should be able to suck a bunch of dicks at the Eagle and be like, my business is my business. I'm okay with that. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just when it comes into like that negative space of it for me, I'm like, that's where I'm like the hard pause. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, like I said, I, me personally, I don't think that I could find myself in a relationship with a closeted person. I don't think that I could, I don't think that I could find myself in a relationship with a discreet person. If I did, I would want, I don't know. I think I would have to have like a pretty close group of friends that I could go out and do all these other things with and not feel that space where I wanted my partner to be there with me. I would love to date someone where I could go out without them. I prefer it. If you're listening, (laughs) put it in your profile, girl, put it in your profile. But honestly, like that's what I love about discreet shit. It's just like, yes, I can go out with my friends. You don't have to worry about like this weird, sad clown. That's (laughs) the room. Like, I get it. But okay. So while we are on this conversation of, you know, different relationship types, I wanted to bring us back to a conversation that we had last episode around poly relationships. Oh, God. (laughs) So I said that I was going to reach out to someone that I knew that was in a poly relationship to give us maybe a little bit more insight into the whole uh, primary situation. Primary care physician. (laughs) (laughs) So I did reach out to a friend of mine and I had no idea that he was in a situation where he also had a primary versus... I don't know if secondary is the right word, but I guess that's like what he I had a top Donna. It. He had a, a top Donna, I guess. Sure. So he said to me that like a pimp, he and his relationship. So he had been with his his primary, we'll call them mm-hmm. uh, for 10 years before they invited somebody else into their relationship. You know, everything I saw about these three guys was like now they're in this triad. They they're all dating each other. Right. 
And from the start of them introducing this third into the relationship, they tried to make everything equal and it didn't work. Making everything equal ended up making things more complicated because the third felt like he was overstepping. Quick question. So they were together for, you said, 10 years? Yes. Or they were there for a good amount of time. Two people were together for 10 years. Uno, dos. Mm -hmm. Then a (laughs) third person came in. I couldn't speak. I cannot remember what, whatever. There's three people. So were they all dating? Are they all dating each other or is one dating the other? They're all, they were all dating each other. So they were a throuple. Correct. Okay. So even with them being a throuple, they tried to make everything equal. Did they all live together? They all lived together. Uh Uh-huh. And they were finding that them all making everything equal didn't work for them. And that the two that had dated for 10 years, all of their experiences over the course of the 10 years, their relationship between the two of them started to sort of fade to the background in a negative way. Right? And so... And the third that had been brought in was like... The new puppy. The new puppy, right? Like No offense. Sorry for whoever... Of course. Not, no. This. Sorry. I just meant like, you know, new puppy, a lot of energy. Sure. Yes, of course. Right. Apparently having a primary and, and understanding the different dynamics that come with inviting other people into the relationship, whether they're all dating each other or whether, you know, one person has two partners and the other person doesn't, having a primary seems to be very important. Like it doesn't for, of course, it's going to be different from relationship to relationship. But even with these three, like they said, they tried to make it equal and it didn't work. Did they give any details into why it didn't work? The two that had been dating for the 10 years felt that their relationship was being weakened by trying to make something equal that wasn't really equal. Just because you bring somebody else into the relationship in a romantic sense doesn't necessarily mean that it should now be equal to all of the experience that you have with your other, the person that you've been with for 10 years. It's not the same, right? There's no way to really make it the same. So you shouldn't try to force it to be equal and the same. Oh, yes, you have this relationship with this third person now. We have all of this history and all of this experience. This person is brand new. I'm going to feel some kind of way if, I don't know, like I can't really speak on the specific situations that would occur, but there's a lot of history there to speak on. So what did they end up in result doing? They ended up having a primary and a non-primary. How did it, how did that cookie, how did that cookie crumble? Was it the original to the primaries? Yes. Oh. Right, so the original two for that were in the relationship for the 10 years. So is that now just an other. open relationship? It's not because they're both also still dating romantically and live with and are in relationship with this third person. So is that poly or is that triad? So here's where things get a little complicated, right? So one of the guys is now no longer dating the third person that came in. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh, this guy, I didn't see that. Sorry. I mean, this is. I mean, I can put words. Words. Where, where was it going to go? Where was they could not to not to say that they could have saw where that was going to go, but like, okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to quote my friend specifically. 
He said, at first we tried to do like a fully egalitarian thing where we were all three equally dating because we didn't want the third person to feel excluded since he was jumping into an already existing 10-year relationship. But that is one of the lessons that he learned and I would have uh, told myself if I knew then what I know now, hierarchies and poly relationships are totally appropriate and in his experience make things a lot easier to navigate. So I get that. So without it being a little stingy, that still sounds like a harem to me. If the two primaries are consulting each other about the actions about one or the other, there's not freedom to do as you choose, which that's how I've always kind of viewed Polly. To me, that's like a harem, which is fine. Well, who says that they don't have freedom to do what they choose? When you are considering, like, as I said, in my basis of like, if you're establishing relationships with another person, Mm -hmm. my relationship should not have to be asked by you and your other relationship if I'm involved with you. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know that there's like... So here's what we don't know in this conversation is we don't know the details of what the primary meant in terms of day-to-day actions. And I'll say in my experience, the primary meant that for us to go on a date, they had to clear it with their top Donna. Right. I don't think that is what their situation was. Yeah, I'm I'm off there. Like that's like, to me, that sounded like that was more of a throuple. Agreed. So do we consider situation? a throupled something different than poly? Yeah. Because it means that you're still you're dating multiple people and they have permission to continue to date outside of the throuple. If I were going to like do it in the most basic terms, to me a throuple at that point, yeah, I'm going to say it's a throuple. And a poly situation is... So I'm trying to admit, like their story is now like all up in my brain. What, so hold on. Let's, let's take a step back for a second and let's think about... Can Polly be defined by the relationship that they're specifically in with each other? Or is Polly the availability that they have to also date other people? So yes, these three were in a throuple. But they also had the ability to continue dating outside of that group of people. So those three individuals are polyromantic, let's say. Right? They can continue to date outside of that throuple. Now they're in a situation where one of the primaries is dating two people. He's dating the two individual people in the throuple, but the other primary is only dating one of them. Do Mm -hmm. you consider that poly then? Yeah. So that's poly, but to you being in the throuple, even though they all have the ability to continue dating outside of the throuple, that's not poly to you. Yeah. Okay. So define poly for me, for for you. Poly for me is you have the ability to have romantic and sexual relationships with more than just one person. You have multiple relationships. And so being in the throuple, that's still just a one relationship in your in your mind. I mean, I'm trying. You have I'm not a trying to use theirs story because, like, I feel like there's a lot of information missing. That I would like to know, just me specifically. Okay. So I'm trying not to use theirs. I'm trying to use from my lived experience. And in that situation, it was relayed to me that they had the ability to have mul- to love more than one person and have multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. So when that came, if you're telling me that you want to have multiple relationships, to me, that's like, I am considered, I am a value, I am loved, I am all these things. Mm-hmm. 
but it seemed like that would only be at the time permitted whenever his primary okayed it. For the situation that you were in. For the situation I was in. Gotcha. I think in that particular... Meanwhile, she was in her own relationship with someone else. Uh Uh-huh. So it felt like... It felt like I was being... Like there was permission to see me. Right. Which in my mind going into I was like, I don't like this at all. Yeah. Like I want you to be able to make that decision. If you're able to have these relationships... Yeah. You are the scheduler, not the other person. Mm Mm-hmm. That's where I kept going to back. It seems like I hear him because the other person is allowing this. Not you, the other person. Mm-hmm. The other person is controlling what we are now doing. Yes. Got it. I think that, you know, maybe in that particular situation that you were in, maybe there was a discussion that should have happened with you. Now, albeit, let me just say that. We were just dating. We never got that far. Okay. But we had conversations because he had, he brought it up. And I was like, okay, well, that's, this is interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So let me just be very clear. Okay. I, I was never asked. <laughs> right. So the, yeah, and that was the point <laughs> to that be I was the about to get wife. to. That was the point I was about to get to is it kind of seems like, you know, you were being brought into this almost involuntarily. Not involuntarily. He was, I think that was in his profile. I just was ignorant about it. So I brought it up. He brought it up on the first day and I asked questions about it. Mm-hmm. And then like. I tried planning something, and that's when I was like, I have to ask. I'm like, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Got it. Between us, not whoever that is. Got it. Yeah. It seems like for, at least for my friend's situation, being poly and having some sort of hierarchy made a lot of sense for them, given that like you can't just say that this new relationship is equally as important and, you know, what have you, as the 10 years that they spent together, but keeping with that idea whoever this non-primary person is they need to understand that but they still have to decide and this is where it becomes very personal and i think where in poly relationships it's going to different from really differ from relationship to relationship you have to decide what being a primary means right what is the non-primary person not getting in a sense right are there decisions that they're not a part of whatever the situation happens to be like, and are you okay with that? Because if you're not okay with that, then you don't need to be in this poly relationship and your relationship with these two people or this one person needs to be something different, whatever you define it as. But I want, I want, I would love to hear from even those who have not been in poly situations, what are your view on it? Like, if someone hit you up and said that they were poly or were interested in getting to know you, like, I would love to hear about other people's experiences. So please write into us. Yeah, write us on the podcast. Would you, you try it? To an email, like, would you like? I would love to hear because I thought it was interesting at first. Because as I said, I like when people have other things to do besides <laughs> myself. <laughs> would you be in a poly relationship if it like I could I have a partner life? who was in poly? Sure. I think so. But what does that mean for you? One person is enough. Okay. And challenging enough. Got it. Well, that makes sense because you said you'd love for your other person to have something else to do. But would you be open? Another open relationship? Yeah. Would you be in an open relationship with someone who, like, I guess, like, you'd have to... I mean, essentially, yeah. Like, that's what that is. Right? I mean, I feel like... uh... Either way, it's going to be a lot of fucking conversations. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that will probably already irritate me. 
So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. The last time I did an open relationship, that shit went, I don't know. All I know is I went into things, my mindset is that people cheat. So what oh. could I go into a space where that's already removed? Where they have their, if it's open relationship, I know you're fucking someone else. Mm-hmm. Poly situation, I know you have a whole married Rel- I know you have a whole, a whole relationship. A whole person that in the state of New York you are a married <laughs> person to. So like I, I thought that I could like alleviate that weird mind space. But that still didn't but end up working But it still just opened you. up other issues. So I don't know. I don't know what I don't know if the grass is greener if I would do that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. I'm open to things with minimal discussions. <laughs> okay. I've remembered what my thought was before and something that my friend was talking about before is like yes, technically what he would be in would be considered a poly relationship, but like he just likes to think about it as what are the relationships that I have with other people and not really having to give them a label and i kind of agree with that idea right like the label only exists so you have a way to sort of explain it to somebody else but like don't let yourself sort of be confined by what other people's understandings of what that label is right like oh i have this romantic relationship with another person and it's also a sexual relationship and i consider them like an intimate partner right that is who this person is to me You know, because he still has a level of a relationship with the person that he recently broke up with. And he said that, like, he can't really imagine his life without that person being in his life in some sort of way. Uh But they're not partners anymore. They're not. They sort of just sort just released each other from whatever expectations that they would have being in a relationship. So I think that even just putting a poly or harem or open or whatever whatever title you want to give it, that's what sort of overcomplicates it because then that title comes with expectations. That title comes with ideas around it. I think, like, no joke, if that situation initially was explained to me, like, hey, I hook up with other people. I have romantic relations with other people, Mm -hmm. but it's at the discretion with me and -and so-and-so. I think I would have been cool with that. Right. I just was unaware of it. Right. That's why I said you were sort of kind of getting pulled into it almost involuntarily. And then I, I found out the rules when I was breaking them. Yeah, no, that's not okay. Like, this is stuff that needs to be made. Like, if it, if this was their first time doing something like this and but they were trying also... to figure it out at the same time, sure. But if this is something that they knew that they had specific rules and they knew they had a way of doing things, that should have been made... Maybe apparent should, up front. Maybe I should ask if he'll be on the podcast. Girl, if you want to have I that conversation. It. I doubt it. That is up to you, sis. Totally up to have you. Have y'all ever heard a punch on a podcast? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, girl. I'm getting a call. Hello? Okay, yeah. I was thinking that we could hang out. Oh, who else is coming? Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. Could be that And we're back. We are. Hello. Mm, it's that time of the show. Oh, no. One day I'm going to remember the full lyrics to Carol Burnett's end of her, like, the brunette, the Carol Burnett show. And wow, you bitches. Okay. Yeah. Pop off. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to pop off. 
So what is our um, agree to disagree this week? <laughs> our agree to disagree this week. Do you have something? Because I always have something. I know you always have something. I, I honestly leave this up to you. So you hit us with it this week. Actually, I did last week's. So. Do you believe in ass to mouth? Yes. Do you believe in milk and cookies? <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, what? <laughs> you would do ass to mouth. Wouldn't have. You would not. No, I would and I have. You would and you have. Yes. Did you think about it? Or was it in the moment? Like, were you consciously being like, this dick was in a butt or this, this butt was in a dick? Oh, wait, hold on. Let's take a step back. Ass to mouth meaning you were in their ass, uh huh, and then you went to their mouth. Yeah. What if they did that to you? I know you don't bottom. Yeah. Mm. Would you think twice about it? Yes. I would still be very conscious of okay, this is a thing that's about to happen. (laughs) Yes. Like who wouldn't? I don't I don't know what I'm asking. Because if things are okay, so here's here's my thought. When it comes to... God, I hate talking about this. (laughs) I figure, all right, like, things need to be clean anyways. Yes, things do need to be clean. So, like, if I am... For you. In the act, right? Of ass. uh, Yes. (laughs) And things are... To mouth. Not as clean as originally expected, then I'm not going to put myself... Then in their mouth. Mm. But if I've been going what at it. What if you were in. And you can choose not to answer this. What if you were in a group situation? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All Too right, many unknown variables. Sense. But like what if it's one of your groups? Okay. So first of all, I'm not really a group person. I know. But like. But just because it's a group of people that I happen to know. That doesn't make a difference. Doesn't make a difference. Okay. No, because like someone can do their best to clean mm-hmm. and it's just just not end up being as you clean as You would only do it if you had been in the ass and you got to check for yourself. You you dipstick yourself. Not <laughs> dipstick. I mean, Come on. So if you were in it, uh-huh. you'd be like, okay, uh, maybe. I'm going to consider it. Yes, I'm going to think about, okay, especially like if I'm in a situation, if I'm not wearing a condom, like I'm not going to, if I see it and I'm like, oh, that's not the way it should be. Like I'm going to continue topping them. Sure. But I'm not going to. Yeah. Then. But no, no, I'm asking like, okay, sure. We're not talking about painting. Painting happens. Sure. To the best of people. Sure. But if if I am topping somebody, you see it's clean. I see it's clean. Then you move sure. on to someone else. Yeah. Wait, no. We're we're in the group scenario. Oh, still. we're in the group. We're scenario in the group now. scenario. Okay. Still. Yes. That's why I was like, if you've been in it, you'll maybe uh-huh. if you know that they <laughs> they've cleaned enough for your standards. Mm-hmm. Someone else is in there, and then you know you want to give them a little kiss mm-hmm. on their other leg. Would you think about it? Like, would you do that? I don't know why I'm shying around the words as if we do not say like, every I am really shying around it too. I'm just like, I'm I don't feel like, comfortable saying this. Out of all, we're going to title this 
family out of all of these do not listen to this podcast. this is not the <laughs> this episode. is not the episode <laughs> this is not it so, okay you're fucking a dude okay. you already saw that your dick came out there was no shit on it some uh-huh. other dude starts fucking him and he's like hey suck my dick uh-huh what'd you think about it i would think about it yes but you've already been in the dude and you know that he's checked out so far your uh-huh. dipstick came out great sure would oh so good? we're okay so we're just talking about just that one other dude sure yes then yeah, I would do it. Okay. Would you? No. Ooh. I'm not. Ooh. I'm not. All of this, I'm I'm over here feeling all of this judgment. Like, why am I saying the wrong answer? Like, you wouldn't do it. No. So you have fucked this person. Yeah. It's not chocolate. Yeah. Things are seeming perfectly fine. And none of this is going to be same because my favorite thing to do is rim. I don't know if I'm going to rim after fucking, but I have done that. I don't know. I'm just, you are not making any kind of sense. I know. There. I just said I was not going to make sense. But I don't know why. Like in that, thought, in that line of order, order of line, I don't know. This does not make sense to me. Is it about the depth then? Because you're rimming. You're not going Honestly, deep. I think I might be. Tra- I think there might be a little trauma in this. Oh, do you want to talk about it? I've told this story a lot, and it, it took me actually it took me a lot of years to tell this story. Uh-huh. But like one of my first hookups, dear God, we really have to title this "Family Do Not Listen." Oh my God, should we not do this? We're gonna do this. We're we're here. Okay. If they've gone this far into this journey, they deserve this story, girl. It would be. So- or it also might be they wish they didn't listen to this far. Yeah, now they're gonna fast forward through this section. So there used to be this <laughs> bar called Urge. On okay. second and second. Okay. Now, this is a shout out to those who have been here for a minute. Are you looking it up? No. Oh, have you heard of it? No. Oh, okay. Now I'm looking it up. So it used to be Urge, Woody's, and The Cock. All three are next to each other. So what I used to do, i get off at work at Hennis and Moritz, go downtown, because I would, on my way to on my way off the J train was second and second. I could take the F train to the J what? Two and a half stars on Yelp. Oh, it's gone. I know. Oh, but the urge was really great. The urge was great because it was cruisy. So I picked up this dude. We ended up going back to his place. And so we're we're in the throes of passion. And all of a sudden he's like eating my ass and he's like, I want you to shit. And I was literally like, I do not have to because I planned my night. Literally. <laughs> okay. So he's like, oh, that's, that's uh, whatever. So I'm going to tell you this. Pause now. Pause now because this is going to get kind of gross. He had a chihuahua that was in his apartment. And his, I guess he had not been home for a while. And his chihuahua had pooped. Picked up one of the poops and put it in his mouth. So, like, he did that, and here I am, like, terrified. I have just witnessed something that I never thought I would ever see. I'm also new to New York. This is probably month two I'm living here. Girl, I would have exited the moment he asked for you to shit in his mouth. Well, I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> but like, I did like fuck like, that. I mean, that I was young. I didn't know a lot about agency. But like when the whole dog poop went in, like it was I, I you know like the reverse like Wonder Woman like spun to get into her costume. 
Uh-huh. I did that getting dressed. And like, yeah. I got <laughs> dressed in a matter of like seconds. How did and you feel? No, wait, like, hold on. <laughs> I didn't like go out, use the apps for like six months. Like it was a because lot. how could you? I was like just, I was I was really scarred. Oh my god! Did you have to like? I can only imagine you. I went about- home. I was thinking about all of the things that could have been in my mouth. There she what is. you could have done? Like I literally, I remember this was also before I was like drinking, and so like my twenty first birthday, I got like a Magnum, uh, Grey Goose bottle. Okay. And I just was stood in my bathroom, just swishing that around, <laughs> spitting out. Swishing it around again, spitting it out. So I think to me, that is where probably where like the ass to mouth just I'm triggered in a way that like, I don't know. Yet one of your favorite things to do is still to rim someone. But as I think it's like I'm outside, I'm not in. I don't know. Or maybe you have control in the situation at least. Like, you know where it's going. And in the other situations, like, I don't know where his mouth has been at this point, maybe. Yeah, it was it was an experience. So Astamouth is not currently on board. Explicit for me. I'm not. I think given the specifics of the situation, if it's me and one other person and things are coming out clean and clear and under control, then I'm fine. If I find myself in a group situation and like, now you got me second guessing. Like if I find myself in a group situation and even someone just comes up and says, oh, suck my dick. Now I'm like, where your dick been? I mean, it was laminated in a bar. Huh. Not you ruining dick sucking for me. Mm. Not this. I've done my job. So I guess we agree or we disagree? I guess we disagree because you said before. Yeah, I mean. After I guess the story, we, it seems like no. <laughs> girl, that is. I mean, that's what trauma does. <laughs> trauma bond yay no i say i think i think that we disagree but i think we have a real good reason to disagree because girl like i'm so sorry you had to experience that i used to avoid elizabeth street i remember this i would not walk down that street you're like i'm gonna see this person i'm gonna see his dog it took it was it was quite a bit of time girl no hold on um no, no, Sarah. He's in an arm of angel, yes. I'm here. If you've made it this far. Thank you. Thank you. For sticking around. You have truly gotten a conversation that, as I said earlier, I wish uh, I want someone to have not maybe have said that, but here we are. <laughs> You know, uh, thank you for sharing that story with us. I'm sure it wasn't easy. If anyone else has been accosted by this man who lived on Elizabeth (laughs) Street between the years of 2010 and we'll say 2015, let's put a class action suit together. What is with you in class action suit? This is the second episode. (laughs) Because I want money. Yeah, I get that. That's fair. You have a hot take for us this week? I do. Do you have one? I do. Let's hear yours. Mine? Wait, hold on. I, I wasn't ready. Oh, oh. I didn't I didn't have it ready. I guess I'll go first. Go first. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm on the train, you're on the train and you're sitting with your feet up, I'm sitting on your feet. <laughs> I have lived here long enough that I am that girl. 
I'm not going to ask you to move your feet. Your feet just should have never been up there on a crowded train. And I'm just sitting dead on them, them bunions. Move your fucking feet off the train seats. That's, that's all I got. That's it. I hear you. I get it. Mine is going to be uh, very short and sweet. Supple. I wish I could do the whistle like Heidi and Claus does when she says it. Given our conversation about places like the cock, I'm just going to say this. Dark room does not mean consent is optional. Ooh, interesting. That's it. That's all. I know that's it. That's all. But how that is, you know, I've actually I've thought about that. But how does one give consent in a dark room? The same way you give consent any other place. But what is that? What is it? What does the infraction look like on you? Because the dark room is historically. No, I don't want to say historically. No, it's known in spaces where you're there. You can't see. Let me just say. <laughs> we're just putting everything out. Put it on the table, girl. The dark rooms I've been in, like a lot of them, have been actual dark rooms where I literally could not see in front of me. I know there was a hand there, a, a knob there, like, but like I couldn't tell which which where the body was. So like if if I felt aggressed, I really wouldn't know who it was. Or like who like I don't I think that there's enough in my experience in dark rooms, I've had at least enough light to know where a hand is coming from or if there's a body in front of me or not. Mm -hmm. And I've also been in enough situations where people will invite themselves to, here's an example. I'm in a dark room with someone specifically. We are engaging with each other. Mm -hmm. Another person comes in and starts to uh, invite himself to touch me while I'm engaging with somebody else. Mm. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. that is what I'm asking. Do not do that. I'm not asking. I'm telling. Don't mm -hmm. do that. I'm clearly focused on one other person. If you want to be included, can I join? Is this okay? Right? If you go to touch my ass or twist my nipple or whatever it is that you're looking to do, sure, I will give you the grace to start doing it and then ask, is this okay? When you said touch my ass, twist my nipple, I was like, bop it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it. But that's my point, right? Like, so I was in a Got dark room it. situation recently where it was me and one other person and this guy and the person that he was fooling around with invited themselves to start engaging with me. And I had to literally move the same person's hand off of me three times before he got the message that he was not an invited guest. Mm. So I will, I will change the phrasing if it helps. I won't even say dark room, but I'll say public play. If you are out in a bar where people are playing publicly, that does not mean that you have permission automatically to just invite yourself into the situation. Hmm. Either ask permission or mind your business. But don't invite yourself and just think that it's fine. Interesting. Tell them where they can find you. 
you can find me at Harriet underscore Tugsman at the internet. Where can they find you, dear? Well, they can find me at Jax Chillmonger, uh, J-A-X-X Chillmonger on Instagram. And of course, you can find us at Take Me Off Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to send us any questions or any would you rathers, let them know where they can find us. If you have a poly and if you're okay with it being called harem, let us know. And you can email us at WTMOSpodcast at gmail.com. That's W as in weight, T as in take, M as in me, O as in off, S as in speaker, podcast at gmail.com. These poly girls about to come for you. Come to my gigs. <laughs> Send him $5. Come to, to my gigs. Harriet. Let me know how you feel after the show. <laughs> I'll take your suggestions and feedback. (laughs) And tips. He will take your tips. I will take the tips. And I'm not talking about the dick. Oh, hello. Yes. You also were on Elizabeth Street. Okay, cool. Okay, I guess it's time to go. Bye.